As certified financial planners, we've seen firsthand how financial wellness is connected to other areas of wellness in our lives. Join us as we explore the relationship between our physical, emotional, and financial well-being and share the habits and tools we found effective in the pursuit of a balanced, intentional life. I'm Lauren. I'm Donna Grace. This is Life Rebalanced. Jeremy Hebbets is a lifestyle coach who helps people achieve weight loss. Over the last 19 years in the industry, he has worked with the whole gamut of clientele and arenas, from one-on-one personal training to boot camps, semi-private personal training, and helping launch three different gym concepts. He also holds two degrees, a bachelor's in religion with a focus in ministry and leadership, and a master's in theology with a focus in Christian ministry, leadership, and pastoral care and counseling. His education took him into the world of ministry, working as a sports chaplain for the professional surfing world. Jeremy also worked as a regional coach, overseeing and providing care to 30 leaders spanning the West Coast in four locations, and helped to launch three more locations. He has a passion for caring for leaders, giving and instilling tools that help free people live with no excuses, wholehearted, authentic, happy lives. Jeremy, thank you so much for being with us here today on the Life Rebalance podcast. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's an honor for sure to be here. I have had the pleasure of not only observing your work with your clients, but also have had the firsthand experience of working with you as well. And so I wanted to ask you to have this conversation around physical wellness and how that dovetails with all other aspects of wellness and creates a balanced life. Because I've just seen firsthand how effective what you do is. And so if you wouldn't mind, I'd love for you to just share with our listeners, with all your varied background and experience, what motivated you to create Healthy Habits? For me, it started when I was in undergrad. Before undergrad, I was in fitness already. I've done it. I was doing it for a while. And in my undergrad, I just realized who's caring for leaders. And during that time, I was already facing burnout. I was doing way too much. And I realized the systems in my life weren't really there that I needed to thrive. And so I started just to wrestle with this. And I've already worked with tons of clients at the time. And I realized I was like, oh, wow, we're just missing these little simple things. If we added into our life, that would start to shift. That took me on a journey now. Like I've been in the industry now for 19 years. And it's really helped to like make it so things started to click. And especially being in the industry where I've kind of dabbled in everything. I was the guy that everyone would send to. Like at one point, I had a deaf and blind client. Mm-hmm. So that was really awkward because he had to like touch me, touch my back and see how I did the movement. And then he had a sign in his hand to his wife and then she would talk to me. And so I loved having those environments of learning how to help anybody. And that kind of just started to build it. I just really love getting to impact people's lives. I've had the privilege to be poured into by some amazing people. So I just love to give that back to people as well. That's awesome. And it clearly comes through in what you do. But primarily, can you tell us about how it is you're working with people now? What's the main method you're using as far as helping impact people's lives in a positive way? My focus is lifestyle coaching. I use the tools of fitness and I use the tools of nutrition to then get into somebody's life and help them to see that everything correlates, everything connects. 
So when you have the right types of vehicles and tools that you're using with the client, it really gets them where they need to go. And with fitness and nutrition, I believe those are some of the tools that are the easiest to change and the easiest to help people see transformation and bring consistency into their life. So when you meal prep, you don't realize how much that actually frees you up for so much more. I love positioning someone's life to say, what does the perfect week look like? And can we just add nutrition and your fitness into your work week and let that just be a part of what you do? And I think when you can kind of sandwich someone's life with these great things that bring energy, that brings life, that brings balance, that brings ability to help you manage stress better, you perform better in everything else you do. And then you start to see how much food impacts your performance and brings clarity. So those are the vehicles that I do that I help people rearrange their day so that they have the most impact that they can have in everything they do and touch. When people come to you initially, is that really how they come to you? That's what they're looking for? Or do you find most people come to you? And I'm thinking about the work that Donna and I do as financial advisors, because it dovetails with what you're doing. You know, everyone's New Year's resolutions center around weight loss, food, and money. But we recognize that that's not really what people are looking for. That's the vehicle as you're describing it. So when people come to you initially, are they more focused on weight loss and the physical fitness component and don't necessarily see how it's integrated with the rest of their life? Yes, they come to me for weight loss or body fat reduction. And then normally my heart is to say, well, I'm going to give you that, but I'm going to give you so much more. So most of my clients always say to me, oh my gosh, this is so much more than I realized. My heart is always to add value more than they thought, but also upfront kind of having high expectations on my clients too, and making sure they're clear of like, this is what we're going to do together. And what that might look like is every day you're going to send me your meals. Every day you're going to be making sure you're getting your workouts in. I guess a great way to put it is I know that these things will come up in the journey. So as long as I know that, they don't need to know that. I think a great analogy too is when I was younger, I taught surfing. Mm -hmm. When you teach surfing, I believe I can get somebody up surfing in like 15 minutes because I take them through the system. I teach them how to pop up on the sand. Then I take them in knee high water. I hold the board and let them pop up in the water. Then I push them into a wave and I tell them to pop up. And then they paddle into a wave and then I tell them to pop up. Then it's timing after that. And so if you take somebody in the system, it makes it so it really works. Mm -hmm. But the analogy there is if I tell them up front, hey, here's all the information you need. Okay, now I'm going to throw you in the water. And now you have everything to figure it out. It's very hard to figure all that out. So same thing with your nutrition and fitness is normally your lifestyle is one of the biggest pieces that hold you back from having these things in your life. So that's where life coaching comes in. That's where that slight bit of counseling that will come into the place to help and then also normalizing and humanizing the experience. So if you know everything that comes, then when somebody walks into this, you can help them connect the dots and then they succeed and have success in it. And having worked with you, I can say firsthand, that is exactly how you walk people through it. And the thing that I would say you do that is so effective, and maybe you could speak to what your clients say about this, but I think 
having number one, that accountability is so important, but then also tying what you're doing to why you're doing it. Yeah. Why are you ultimately wanting to be healthier and have more clarity, have more energy? Why? What is the point of it? Because we can talk a little bit more about the nutrition and fitness portion of it in a second here, but it's easy to buckle down and get through this phase of, okay, I want to get from A to B physically, but then if it's not linked to a deeper, meaningful reason, I suspect that people don't have lasting results. And I think that's what I love about what you do with people and what I've seen is that it is something that really hits at the core of your being and changes your habits and who you are as a person rather than just we're doing this so you can lose this amount of weight and get here and then we're done. Yeah, I think you're giving away my secret sauce in a way. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about that. No, that's okay. That's what this is about. It is about your why. Your why is a vehicle that keeps it going long-term. So at first, we carry this ability to have, I call it like white knuckle change versus real change. At first, it'll be like where you have this excitement. So you're willing to do whatever it takes to get that going. But then long-term, you need to sow the seed of your why so that it starts to anchor in there. So then the, the force that you put forward will start to have this place of the ability to anchor itself so that it can stick. And your why is connected to your heart. It's connected to your purpose. It gets deeper into who you are. So then you know you can do this. And then when the things that are enticing come up, you realize, yes, I can stay to it. One of my clients where it really hit him at first was I'm not cheap when it comes to my coaching. And so for him, I even gave him a deal at the time. There's a piece of cake that came in front of him. And he realized when he saw that cake, he said, this piece of cake taking a bite of this is not worth what I'm paying. Mm -hmm. And then it really started to click for him saying, wait, it's even more than this. I would let these things come into my life and it was costing me my health and I didn't even know it. So once it started to cost him in other ways, he was finally okay to say, no, I'm going to let this out of my life. Now he sends his pictures of him flexing (laughs) because he finally has muscles, right? And his wife has told me, I love it because he's never been someone that's been happy with how he looks. And now he's excited that he's like, hey, babe, look, I got abs now. Mm -hmm. And he's never had that before. And it's really changing his life. It's changing his confidence. So I think that's so necessary in the journey, instilling the why. And that's kind of what we had to do with him was at first, yeah, the money was driving him. Then the money stopped driving him. So then what was next to kind of put there? So he realized this. And that's where we get to work deeper on deeper things. And then that started to root them and establish them. And then I think what's really important in the journey is helping people to believe in the system. So you give them results. And when you give them results, they will do anything for you. Literally, I can probably get a client to go eat some bark off a tree (laughs) because of the results they're seeing. (laughs) Not you. Not me. Maybe somebody else. (laughs) Somebody else. (laughs) Absolutely. No, I totally agree with you. And I love that story. And I think that is the beauty of what you're doing too, is that the results come so quickly that you do have this journey that you take people on and it makes it so they do get grounded and rooted in that. I will say 
we do have a tendency to look at the dollars and cents of things. We can identify very clearly what the financial cost of something is. Mm -hmm. But I think what people oftentimes, and I see this in what I do too, people don't recognize the emotional, relational, all those other costs that go along with the decisions that you're making and where you're choosing to put your resources. And I love that you are giving people clarity on that because it's an important perspective shift to have. Yeah. We all understand we need to move our bodies and we need to eat well. And there are key pieces that we're missing in that. More so as we're describing here, it's that motivation and continued consistency that we're missing, developing those healthy habits that help us stay in line with those decisions we want to make. But just out of curiosity, how much of the results that people see are based on the choices they're making with diet versus exercise? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of different parts of the equation there. I would say first, nutrition is like 80 to 90% of the journey. Your fitness is important. It's there to build a muscle. And so I think both of those are really important. But what makes it stick is a lifestyle. The lifestyle that you live helps to produce what you want. So I always try to encourage my clients, your body transforming is a byproduct of how you're living and what you're doing. So the byproduct is if you're eating clean and good food, it will transform you. If you're lifting in different ways and lifting weights, it will sculpt your body in certain ways. So I think they're both necessary, but they're both the vehicle to impact and provide you a lifestyle that allows you to see those results. So I think nutrition is though everything in the journey. If you're eating the right foods, then you will see the results. But also in that, the type of food and nutrition that I give to people, it's very specific to a very specific journey. So if you're trying to focus on performance, that's a whole different category of food. If you're focusing on weight loss, it's specific. If you're focusing on body fat reduction, it's specific to what I'm helping people have. Mm -hmm. And then after you shift it just so it's balanced and their food's balanced. But at first I love using a high protein, high vegetable diet for the purpose of you can be put in a calorie deficit and have high volume of food, but not compromise muscle. Mm -hmm. And the key thing here is muscle is the only thing on the body that burns calories. So if we can feed the muscle, protect the muscle, build the muscle, then it's going to really impact how you lose weight or drop body fat. Thank you for giving me the quick for dummies explanation, because I feel like <laughs> that what you just described right there, it totally clicked with me like, oh, yes, I totally see the process there and the system. And I've heard you use this phrase many times when you say clean eating. Can you tell us a little bit more about what does that mean to you? I think it really goes down to if you're feeding yourself and not to bash fast food out there, but if you're eating McDonald's, right? Mm -hmm. There's things there that it's going to take your body a little while to break down. And here's the thing. The body is amazing and the body will do anything and do more than we even know it's doing. If our body tries to break something down, that's not easy to break down. It's going to have to go into overdrive. It's going to have to kind of challenge itself of how to do it. And so it'll take like a different avenue, but every time it has to take these different avenues, your body's having to work harder. So when you're eating clean, simple foods, number one, you're not spiking your insulin. 
which is important. If you spike your insulin often, then you're going to start to store things rather than burn things. So we want to balance your insulin level. And then if you're eating simple foods, your body is able to break that down easier. So then the body's not working as hard and it's not being inflamed or it's not causing your body to get in a place where it's not feeling good or tired or different things. So I think a lot of it is also helping you not be in an inflamed state. And that happens a lot with bad food. And now we're finding that's happening with like gluten and that there's so many people that are having gluten intolerance and dairy intolerance. And because some of those things have been universalized now, way back in the day, I think there's like four or six different wheat seeds out there. And now we're using like a universal wheat seed to grow our wheat. And that makes it so our body will create like an allergic reaction to it. Then that starts to get in the way. So I think if you can get to a place where the foods are simple, like maybe it's more of like a sprouted wheat, which is the formula of it has changed. So it's easier to break down in your system or say it's like a simpler meat, like a chicken breast or like a fish. And those are easier to break down or like certain vegetables that are good for you. What's going to happen is you're going to be given more energy. You're going to be given more vitamins. You're going to be given more of the nutrients that you need. So the body doesn't have to transform it to give you what it needs. It almost sounds to me as you're talking about it, like why I love the idea of wearing a uniform to work. Because when you minimize the decisions you have to make in life, you don't encounter decision fatigue and you can function at a higher level. So it almost sounds like by eating clean, we're helping our bodies not suffer from that food processing fatigue if we were to give it a name, right? Yeah. I think there's something to it. What you just said, even for me, if you saw my wardrobe, I have 10 black shirts, 10 white shirts, and I just wear those all week long. Mm -hmm. But if I go out, I have my fun shirts I'll wear. But during my day to day, I try to keep it super simple for the fact that my body can focus on the right things. And I don't need to worry about what color shirt should I wear today? Mm -hmm. It's a black tee with a pocket on it. <laughs> and that's it. And I'm fine with that. And I'm happy. Which you have on right now, it looks like. Yep. <laughs> For everyone listening. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just easy to have that go-to. You can spend your energy on things that are really important, like creating things, impacting people. And that's where, for me, I've just found that to be really helpful. And I learned that from, I forgot, the Apple guy. He did it with his turtlenecks. And then there's another guy named Dean. He does it, what he does. And, and I was just like, hey, that really makes sense. Like, I'm going to start to do that. And I was like, oh, this is so much easier. Mm -hmm. I don't need to figure out what matches. Everything matches now. Yes. So tell me, because I embrace that mindset. I'm very much a minimalist in my life as much as possible. And then you will see, like you're describing the shirt for the weekend. I have the things that are really important to me in my life. And I love that I feel like I can get more appreciation out of because I highlight them. But I know not everyone has that mindset. So what would you say to someone who, in listening to what you just described about food, is like, if I have to eat chicken breasts and vegetables for the rest of my life, it's just not worth it to me to be healthy and eat clean. I just can't do that. How would you respond to that person? Or what might you say to help them shift their mindset? Yeah, the big one is value. If they understand the significance and value of eating that, then they would eat that. I think they're putting their value in other places. If you ever hear someone say, oh, I need to do this, or oh, I need to lose weight, or I need to be healthier. They might say that, but 
that statement in itself is a shame-based statement. Mm. So that doesn't really get someone where they need to get to. If they say, I desire to, well, now they're finally empowering themselves along the journey to get there, or they want to. And if they want to, then they can start to see, well, do I really want to get there? And I think that's a big piece of it. So gaining value to understand the importance of why do I eat that chicken is number one. So if I can't debunk that, and if I can't get to their why, then they're not going to see the value. So that's where it's kind of tough, right? So when I grab a call, my first introduction call with the client, I'm trying to get to their why, because if I can get to their why, I can really see, are they ready? Do they want this? Is it their time? Mm -hmm. And am I the right fit for them to work with them? If all those things are yes, then I know I will work with them because I can transform their life. But if one of those are no, then we have to have a talk about that and tell them maybe I'm not the right person to work with you because I only take people that I can see are ready for the change. And I'm not going to give my time to somebody that's not ready for it because I've done that too many times over the years. Mm -hmm. And I've learned my lesson too many times that if I give my energy to somebody and my time to somebody that's not really ready, then they're diluting my brand and they're diluting my impact. Mm -hmm. So I won't be about that. First, that's the biggest one is the why. And then the second piece is understanding the energy that it gives you, understanding the clarity and the value of how good you feel when you have these simple foods in your life. That's the other piece that I think is missing for people is knowing, hey, yeah, you're eating chicken maybe three times a week. You can spice it up though. You can make it different. You can make it in different ways. So it, it is valuable for you. But don't knock it till you try it. Mm -hmm. And I think the other thing that I tell my clients is don't let the person today dictate who you will be in six weeks from now. Mm -hmm. You're going to be different. You're going to experience things different. And in my journey alone, I love sweets. I love good food. I love whining and dining. I've literally had at one time the best steak in the world. And it was stupid, ridiculous priced uh -huh. or like per ounce. But, you know, when it's in front of you and it's like, hey, we have this special tonight at Mastro's and it's the number one steak in the world. Do you want to try it? And we were like, yeah, we do. Mm -hmm. So we tried it and it's amazing, but that's good sometimes, but it's not good all the time. And I think that's the bigger piece too here is if you can get the foods that give you clean energy. And that's when it clicked for me when I was first starting out in fitness, I started to eat clean and I saw the difference in my energy. And I saw how much it transformed the way that I experienced life and how my mood was better, how I can focus better. I have major ADHD and dyslexia. And so those things really would come out more when I had more sugar in my diet. Mm. And those come out more when I wouldn't be eating correctly or unhealthy foods. But when I would eat simple, clean foods, what would start to happen is I had more clarity. I had more focus. I had more energy. I had more ability to kind of move through the day better. And it started to change. Like Especially when I first started training, I was working from five in the morning to like 10 at night, training all day long. Mm. And I'll be running with my clients. I'll be doing all this stuff. So I would really feel the food that comes in me. Because if I didn't have enough food, I'd be drained. If I had bad food, I'd be drained. But if I had the right food, I had energy to last all day. And so for me, that really showed me I needed it because I needed to impact people. I needed to be there for people. And so that really started to show a difference for me. So to convince someone of that is a tricky part. So how I convince them 
is first to connect to their why. Second, to show them the value of how this brings simple energy into your life that will help you. And then when they go and have the bad food, they're the ones that come back to me and say, wow, now that I've been so clean, this food really has impacted me. That I can attest to firsthand is very interesting to notice because I think so many of us, and for me, it was especially during COVID getting into just bad habits and comfort foods because we're in this time of stress and trauma and so much going on. And now I can absolutely see the difference and recognize how food fuels my body or detracts from my body's ability to function. And I think that's a tremendous gift that you give people. And I love that you've connected for us. It's nice that you might feel more confident like your client who is flexing his muscles and happy that he has abs. It's really nice that you might feel more confident about how you look. But then how does that translate? Not only that confidence translates into other parts of your life and relationships, but what you've touched on is that it just allows you to be present and energized and able to do the work in the world that you are passionate about doing. Yeah. Could I add something to that? Absolutely. I think what's so important for people to realize, especially during this time of COVID that's happened, we have so many stressors coming at us, so many things that are impacting us. And a lot of us have been overwhelmed and it's been a challenge just to make it. And so they're not giving themselves credit. Number one, give yourself the grace, give yourself the pat on the back saying like, you've just made it through a really hard time. Then what you have to do is you got to realize is what I'm doing on my daily helping or hindering me? It might feel good, but it's not helping. And if you're really hurting and if you're really stressed, maybe this is the time to really reconsider what are you doing in your life? And is that helping the stress or is it hindering or causing more stress? And I really try to help people be convicted by that because I think if they only knew how much stress they're doing or how much they're avoiding, and if they just shifted things, And to shift it, it takes somebody to walk with you too. Uh, It's very hard to do it on your own. Very, very hard. So Mm -hmm. that's why a coach is so necessary. A coach helps you and guides you and takes you there way quicker. But if you can tweak those things, that's everything. So a concept that I help people understand too is self-indulgence versus self-care. And that's a big one. So if you're really stressed, don't go sit on the couch. Go for a walk. If you're really stressed, don't get fast food. Go and make a dinner. And if you make the dinner, you're mentally decompressing, right? Being stuck at home all day, you have to realize you have to get out because you used to go in a car and drive to your office, sit in the office, then come back home. And you had these mental compartments that you would block out. Mm -hmm. And you'd say, this is work, this is home. And then you'd still fight to bring work home, but it was easier to let it go. Now you're just stuck in it. So how do we bring things that are healthy and important into our life. I think the biggest one is like when you're sick, what do you want to do? You want to cuddle up and just watch a movie and veg out. And sometimes like when you're sick, that's the most important time. Eat clean. You know, like I've had a lot of clients gotten COVID during this time and and I just really encourage them, hey, rest, but eat clean. The more nutrients you can give yourself, the better off you're going to be. And, you know, I'm not a doctor, so I'm not trying to say like, this is everything, but I'm just using common knowledge. Right. If you eat healthy, your system would be better. But during those times, we don't want to, when we're sick, we don't want to eat healthy. Mm-hmm. We want to eat bad stuff. We want to feel that comfort. But really what we really need is to 
be healthy in those moments. And now more than ever, because of everything that's going on, that is so important. And I love that you're helping people get there and what you're doing. And we literally have talked about this forever and not recorded it. So I know we could just talk about this all afternoon, but I'd love if you don't mind as we wrap up to ask you a few questions more directed toward you on a personal level. And the first one being in recognition of, you know, there are different seasons of life, let's say, and different times require a different focus. So is there an area of your life right now that you would say that's demanding more of your focus and energy? And what is that? It could be personal, professional, whatever it is, that's taking up your focus right now. I would say my focus right now is on adding value and scaling my company. I think those are the biggest ones that I'm really giving of myself to. I think what I've learned from my mentors is like add value, add value, add value. And that's going to elevate you. That's going to take you places. And it's going to make it so what you're giving people is life-changing and really radically impacting. So I assess how I am with my clients. I assess what have I done for them and then what can I do more for them? Mm -hmm. And so that's something I've just been engulfing myself in right now because all my business is referral and it is going really good. And I'm in a good amount of states now. And it's just really incredible that that's happening. So how do I keep this momentum going? And how can I impact more lives? So then the next thing is the scalability. How do I take it to the next level of reaching more people? I'm not comfortable just helping a couple. I want to help a lot. And I want to impact a lot of people. So my heart and my training is also in caring for leaders. So Part of my passion too is I want to grow this to a place where I can empower single moms and people that will need a second job to get them out of a place and get them into a new place, a new level of life. Mm -hmm. And so how can I build this to be someone's second job that they can have on the side? And maybe they can take 10 clients on or 20 clients on and just have that extra cash coming in to help them. So I'm working on that because I love to help care for leaders. And if I can care for them and provide them an opportunity, it'll be really life-changing for them and encouraging for me. So I have the tools and I've proven it works and I've done it in every aspect. So now I want to see this is my next journey is like, can I equip others to do the same thing? Mm -hmm. So that's the exciting part that I'm in. That is a big goal. And I have no doubt that you will achieve it and find a way to make it happen. But I would imagine you have to give yourself grace in some areas with that. And can you share, what does that look like for you? How do you give yourself grace when maybe you want to do this like tomorrow and you know it? there are steps that you have to take? How do you manage that and give yourself grace in areas where you need it to be able to make this happen? Or other parts of your life that maybe aren't getting focused that you would like to give in this very season? Yeah. That's a real question. I think it's trusting the process is number one and taking time to be with family. Especially for me, it's like I have a wonderful and an amazing girlfriend in my life. And so like stopping and just being present with her is important. Not putting on a coach hat or something like that, but just really being there. And and one thing I really try to do is stop in the middle of the day and take her on a surprise lunch and just kind of be present with her and I think that matters or bring your flowers in the middle of the day or, or something where I'm thinking of others mm-hmm. and just trusting that I'm doing enough. Like you said, I think it's really important. It can't happen tomorrow. 
And that's something where I really want it to happen tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I desire this thing to come now, but I just need to also trust that it takes time to grow something. And one of my mentors, he has really encouraged me. He says, don't try to make this happen today. Really just try to grow your company by 30%. And if you even do that every year, that's incredible. The very few companies grow by a 30% margin. But if you can just focus on that, then you have this steady growth that happens. Mm-hmm. Don't try to grow overnight. And he says, most companies that grow overnight, they also crumble overnight. And so he's like, focus on building that foundation and keeping it going and keeping it going. So that's what I've been trying to do is just trust the process and giving myself grace to say, you're doing enough. Mm-hmm. So keep going and keep going. And then how I wake up, I think that's a big piece for me too, is I really just try to focus on being in a state of gratitude at all times, because you can kind of get stressed or you can kind of get worried or you can kind of get down. Why isn't it here yet? And I found that that's like my Achilles heel, I guess, is why isn't it here yet? And that's the wrong question to ask. I have to give myself permission to let that go and then to realize, look at what I'm getting to impact today. And how can I impact these people that are in front of me today? Because these are the ones that I really have in front of me. This is real. The rest is what's yet to come, but this is real. So how can I be present with what's real? And how can I impact and transform these people so much so that whatever comes is even better? Because I'm giving my all every day. I'm showing up as most authentically as I can every day. And I think that's the other thing I'm trying to give grace to. Can I just be all of me every day? And I think that really matters too. I just see that in you and I see how it makes you such an effective coach as well, because the grace that you're showing yourself, you extend to everyone you work with. And I think that's a key component for your client's success as well. So you may have shared a little bit of this, but the last question I have for you is, is there anything, any particular habit or system or strategy that you implement that supports you as you're doing all of this that you could share with us that we might take a look at implementing in our own lives? Yeah, I would say this one's like a personal one that I do, but it really grounds me and it's really changed my life. And that's to say, and I know people have different faiths, so take it for your own faith or your own perspective on life. But I try to say, I love you, God, in every moment of different times of the day, but also different times of life. So I remember when I've been in really hard moments of life that I've said, I love you, God. And then I started to realize that's really true. And for me, faith is an anchor in my life. When I can say, I love you, God, in my highs, and I can say, I love you, God, in my lows, that's part of authentically living from a place of purity. Purity isn't being perfect. Mm -hmm. It's just being authentic. So I think that's a big piece and understanding that life now has purpose. Life now has passion. Life now has this ability to be more than just what the news says out there, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's what's necessary is to move through any time with this just drive. Lastly, I think it's all about, I mentioned perspective. Mm -hmm. So there's a story that really just shifted my life. And it's in the book called Seven Habits of a Highly Effective Leader. And he shares about his journey of realizing perspective and how life-changing that is, where literally a snap of a finger, you can change your perspective. And if you can realize it's that quick, it changes everything. So it's just, how are you perceiving what's in front of you? Mm -hmm. 
Are you perceiving it as a gift? Are you experiencing it as a challenge? What is it? I think that's where like people have told me over the years that, oh, you have such a unique perspective on life. And that's because of my childhood, right? I lost my father when I was really young. Mm. I actually saw him die. And so that took me on a journey of hiding from pain, hiding from things, but also going, I can die tomorrow. And then when I passed my dad in his, and he died when he was 31 and I'm 39 right now, or 38 turning 39 in a couple of days. <laughs> Happy early birthday. Thank you. Thank you. But knowing that once I passed him, I'm alive and I have life. And so carrying a place of gratitude for what we have an opportunity for is everything. And I think because of tragedy, it's made me to be maybe a little bit more over positive. And I think that's okay because it's really helped me to tweak things in life and help others to tweak things in life to say, Mm -hmm. look at what we really have and look at the opportunity we really have. So I think to be able to like find what grounds you and your purpose and then also what anchors you and makes you who you are. And then also the other piece is perspective for sure. Absolutely. And thank you for sharing all of that. And I just really appreciate your authenticity and your openness. And if people would like to find out more about what you do, be inspired by you, potentially work with you, if that's a good fit for them, where can people find you? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram. My personal one is Hebets, which is H-E-B-E-T-S, like he bets money. Mm-hmm. And then my business one is Healthy Habits kind of like a playoff healthy habits. Uh-huh. And you can find me on there. You can go to my website. It's healthyhabits.co. And you can write a message on there to me. You can always DM me or you can email me at jeremy at healthyhabits.co. Perfect. And we'll be sure to include all that information in our show notes. Healthy habits though. I love, honestly, like I really appreciate a good I don't want to call it a pun, but I feel like it is a little bit of a pun. Yeah. It just sticks with me. And I think it's so great. My friend gave that to me, by the way. I was going to go a different way. And he's like, what about healthy habits? I was like, that's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. We all need those friends in our lives, right? Yeah. Thank you again for just engaging in this conversation. And I'm sure it's been informative and helpful to our listeners. And I just really appreciate who you are and what you do. And... For those of you listening to find out more about the Life Rebalance podcast, you can follow us on Instagram at life underscore rebalanced. And we look forward to talking with you again soon. Until then, be well. Take care.